Welcome to episode 86 of Biz Nation. I'm your host, Kerry Zarr. I'm excited to bring you the highlights of episode 25. This was a great episode from my early days of podcasting, and Dr. John certainly gave us great insights of his journey and also what to keep in mind when starting a business. Let's get right into it. I don't like looking back. I get asked this question all the time. I don't like looking back and saying, what if I did? No regrets, it's always forward, never look back. But if I could jump into the lawyer and look back at my business you know, career and, and, and history, I would tap myself on the shoulder 10, 15 years ago and say, enjoy the ride. Look, I think it's, it's, it's trying to find that balance between you know, work life. I think that's been something that probably my biggest regret has always been uh, not having that ability to have balanced it better. I think, Hindsight's a wonderful thing and, and grey hairs help you sort of see things in a different lens. But I think having a better balance is something that I wish I did, yeah. Look, I think it's when, now that I'm doing consulting and, and teaching uh, other clinicians and supporting them, is looking back and seeing that the profession, the dental profession, is, is adopting what we did 10, 15 years ago. Uh, we were ahead of our time. I don't think we realise it until now when people are adopting what was for us, you know, pioneering territory for not just Australia in dentistry, but globally with scanners and, and doing what Smile Direct Club is now introducing. It's what we were doing more than a decade ago during the GFC. So to see practices now doing in-chair whitening like we introduced, um, and, and, and seeing the innovation now becoming mainstream, I think that's rewarding. No one really knows, no one really cares, but to see that I've had a, made a difference to the profession, that's been rewarding. I think you need to be clear as the leader what you want and why you want it so your team follows you. If you don't understand or know what you are wanting or why you're getting into this business that you're setting up, then your team won't follow and that affects your HR, your recruitment. And then you, you need to know and understand that your team are your biggest assets. So you need to make sure you set this, the team's philosophy correct and the buck stops with you. There's no one else to blame but yourself if things if you don't recruit appropriately or the team culture changes, it's important to get that right from the beginning and stay true to what you value as an individual and then as a business and an organisation. We all know how we do our and what we do, but I think understanding at a deeper level why you do it and it becomes a personal thing and that then establishes the values that you want to entrench into your business community that you're starting to set up and you start off with one person. That next person that comes into your into your business that helps and supports your growth needs to share those values that you start. But if you aren't clear, then you're not going to find it hard. And it's a journey and, it's, and it changes and it evolves and things like pandemic will happen and GFC crisis will happen. It's understanding that when the worst things that happen around you personally and professionally you've got the ability to draw on those values because it's those values that will get you through and get you out of trouble and allow you to grow and prosper it's that why it's understanding why you're doing it from a personal and a professional business level uh, and many people talk about it but I, I think it's it's not truly understood and it's taken me 20 years to understand it but it's never more valuable um, to understand 
you know, why you do what you do. Why do you get out of bed and expect your team to get out of bed to, to share the, the journey that you're doing? I think the most enjoyable thing is, you know, knowing that you're making a difference um, and that you're making a change. I think that's always, that's my personal why, is to innovate, disrupt the industry. Um, and that's been something that's been, you know, rewarding when you see that change. I think the worst thing that I find or the most frustrating thing is always having such high expectations of your team around you and, you know, managing people. It's the hardest thing. Yeah. Managing a team, you know, it's a team sport business um, and you're going to have team members that, that are up, team members that are down, team members that surprise you, team members that disappoint you. It's it's balancing that in and taking that on board and, and, and trying to work out how to get the best of your team around you. Because uh, it's frustrating because just when you think, you know, you've, you've won a game of footy and, and you're ready for the next challenge, then someone moves on or someone changes. So it's, it's that dynamic of maintaining the business lifeblood, which is the team members that make it happen. Dealing with those those members is, is I've found that the most challenging and still find that the most challenging uh, aspect of running any organisation or any business is managing a team of, of people and getting the best out of each other. The disappointment is when you, when you have a failure, when you have something that happens that you know knocks all your plans for six and, and it's feeling like starting again. I hate that feeling, but it is what it is. It's part of the, the, the journey, the experience, um, and you, you look at it and say, yes, you've, you've invested, you have to start again, but it also means that the opportunity of finding a different path or a different person that can help you. So it's definitely the, the hardest part I've had to deal with is that, that up and down roller coaster of dealing with. Can't live with them, can't live without them. The, the values that I set and, and the passion that I had was to make the industry more of a six-star service, customer service, make it more custom-centric or patient-centric rather than dentist-centric. It wouldn't have happened so easily if technology didn't come in the right place at the right time. And we're doing it and seeing it in dentistry. There's technology where we can remotely monitor patients with things like dental monitoring, which I've been uh, at KOL for, this international company, and it is transforming. The first COVID it forced us to place our patients monitoring online. Yeah. And we'll be flourishing ever since um, in that aspect. Don't get me wrong, it's been a struggle. And dentistry, you can't do dentistry without seeing patients physically. But you want to look at how you can innovate with technology. And technology, bar none, is transforming our world. Um, better or worse, it's what you take of it and what you make of it. And I think that's probably been the, the, the key is um, I'm not a tech junkie. I just surround myself with people who know technology, but I know what I want and I want to better service my patients and technology is clearly the, the game changer. Patients who are interested in finding out what's possible and having a chat, that's now become a standard approach where even after the first COVID, we were doing online consultations. Um, and presenting case and having all patients down who are doing orthodontic treatment, mandatorily being, you know, downloading an app as part of the service and sending us photos weekly and using AI to track their treatment as well as us intervening. So that to me, I think is the beginning of a new dawning dentistry where we're using technology to monitor patients. And, and what I foresee is uh, appointments on demand where patients will pay a subscription fee, download this app and we track them for hygiene, for whitening, and then the app 
and the AI will inform the patient time for a clean. Yeah. So that's going to transform dentistry. The model of, you know, coming in every six months will be redefined. The insurance companies develop that. Um, you know, you're, you pay a premium and you're entitled to two cleans a year, but not all of us need a clean every two years. Having technology that can track and identify plaque or soft tissue change better than our eyes can and use that technology to better service the patient. So if the patient needs a clean three or four times a year because of health, the oral health needs, fantastic. You have the tool to do that. If you don't, then you're paying a subscription to track how you're going. That to me is the sort of thing that COVID is now going to introduce to our profession and, and to the whole, to every aspect. I don't think there's going to be many aspects of our way of life that won't be impacted for better or for worse. Starting up businesses, we're going to have to look at what's our fundamental why and it should be to service our patients, of course. Uh, or service our customers, but we need to think what's what we want to make our life better and pass that on to them. So I think that's really the fundamentals that we're going to see. So I think there's going to be a heightened awareness of health. And if we're using technology that we all trust and data to better service our hygiene needs, we're all living longer, we're all expecting to live with our, with you know, functional and, and aesthetics of a smile. So we want to make sure we protect it and use an app and AI to support us and partner with that technology to better service the patients. And we don't need to see them unnecessarily. And therefore we're reducing the interaction. I think the dental reception area, a medical reception area is dead. It's redundant. Yeah. Those magazines become a potential risk of cross-contamination with bacteria and viruses and, and the risk. So we're going to see a significant change in how healthcare is served and using technology makes that easier it makes it more efficient in fact so we should be embracing the change and that's why i think COVID. we can all talk about how how unfortunate it is end of the day we need to play with the rules that are presented in front of us and get on with it and i think those that sit there complaining and whinging and whining are the same people who don't embrace change you need to look at this as a huge opportunity make sure your family and friends are well and then get on with it because we're going to need to support each other but we're going to still need services and, and 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 things to buy and things to consume. It's just going to have to be in a world that keeps us safer, and we need to make sure we embrace the change rather than complaining about it. It's inevitable progress, so this will create its own requirement for us to act and move forward. Those that embrace change will, will prosper. Those that don't will be the same people that complain about the good old days. Move on and move forward is what is, is the message. Yeah, look, it comes back to that why. Why are you doing it? Is it this? Uh, it's a great book that I've gone back after ten years and read it again, which is the um, the E Myth, the Entrepreneurial Myth. You know, it's all great to start up a business, but just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. So know your why, understand it, um, and then go for it. So don't do it to get rich. Don't do it um, for money, do it for the right reasons. Uh, and I think if you do that, um, it's it's a rewarding path that you can take. You're your own boss, you you, you know, there's there's ups and downs, but do it for the right reason. Don't do it for a quick, a quick get rich scheme because you get found out in any industry. Those that prosper, those that survive, those that endure, endure because they stay true to their, their why they got into it what they love, if you're passionate about it and if you want to, you know, work on your own hours, you know, have some control in your life, then go for it.
is what I would say. But be, be true to why you're doing it. Thanks for tuning in to this short, sharp episode. If you would like to catch the full episode, please head back to episode 25 on this podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb, and I'd love to catch you on your favourite social media platform. You can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or on my website at kerryzarb.com.